0: Thank you and welcome. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Linda is the CEO of BBB Western Ontario.
1: Ask BBB is a program that gives consumer information from businesses they can trust.
0: And today on Ask BBB, well, the unofficial beginning of summer, the 24th of May weekend is behind us and summer living has begun. Now, for many of us, that means being outdoors as much as we possibly can. And that may mean considering an awning over your deck or patio. This morning, we'll be joined by Nev Mutton of Q Exteriors and Awnings to learn what to consider.
1: And Ashley Castleman, Communications Manager with Better Business Bureau Western Ontario, will give all the new graduates tips on finding a job post-college and what to avoid when paying off those pesky student loans. All right,
0: let's welcome our first guest. Nev Mutton is the owner of Q Exteriors and Awnings, Inc., and joins us this morning. Welcome to the program, Nev. Thanks for having me.
1: Awnings are really gaining in popularity. Uh, what are some of the advantages of, or reasons people are considering awnings?
2: What a lot of people are uh, looking at nowadays is uh, extending their living space, making it, uh, making it a little bit more comfortable, trying to expand their backyards for, uh, for more of an Eden-type uh, type situation. They're, uh, they're spending more time at home on the weekends. Uh, they work hard during the week, so they want a nice, relaxing atmosphere. So that uh, awning actually creates almost another room then, Nev. It does. It does. And it, uh, with, the, uh, with the extra room, prevents uh, covers a little bit from the sun, gives you a, gives you a little bit of privacy as well.
0: well. What are some of the things we'd need to think about if we are considering an awning for a deck or, or a patio?
2: Well, one thing you want is you want a good quality awning. You want one that's going to last you a long time. Uh, the ones that we carry are, uh, are made with a Sunbrella fabric. It's a German-manufactured uh, awning. Uh, all the components for the awning are made in Germany and shipped here and, uh, and actually assembled in Kitchener.
0: So when we hear that term European engineered, that's something that we might want to look
2: for then, Nev. That is uh, definitely something uh, worth looking at. Is the, uh, the Europeans, uh, they've, uh, they've had the awnings for a very, very long time. Uh, they, uh, it's the largest uh, market for awnings. So they've, uh, they've mastered the art of, uh, of engineering and manufacturing the awnings over there. They are made in other countries as well. However, uh, the, uh, the standards for Europe are much higher.
0: So we could be fairly assured that that one's going to stand up then. Absolutely.
1: So we've made a decision that we think we might be wanting an awning at a certain location. How uh, are they attached to the building?
2: Well, uh, for the most part, it's, uh, it's more of a, a height matter, whether, uh, whether you have enough headroom to, uh, to put it underneath the soffit, which protects the awning itself. Uh, we can do it under the soffit. We can attach it uh, over the eaves trough, or we could even uh, put it on the roof, or we could even do a wall mount if you have a two-story in the backyard. How does that wall mount work? Uh, well, uh, we have uh, we have heavy uh, half inch aluminum brackets that are uh, that are mounted to the wall, bolted to the wall, so that uh, that it's going to uh, going to hold up the uh, the weight of an awning. Because once the awning is actually out all the way, it's it's actually uh, it, it weighs a lot more, right? Uh, because uh, any any wind, it's going to uh, be putting pressure up against us.
0: So there's a lot of leverage there. So that brings up the the
2: limits of size is there a limit to how large an awning can be well uh they start at five feet wide and go all the way up to 23 feet wide of course you're going to need more brackets right uh they do go out to uh, up to 13 feet uh, out from the uh, from the house
0: okay so uh, five feet wide and up to 13 feet out yes okay so that would cover most decks then it would it
1: would so, Nev, um, is there a wide range of fabric to consider? What should we know about the quality and the durability of the fabric, and how long should we expect it to last?
2: Well, with the uh, fabric that we have, it is it is Sunbrella fabric, which is what they use for the high-end yachts. They uh, it's, a, it's a great product. It does come with a 10-year warranty, and that even covers fade.
0: So that's something that we want to uh, look into when we're looking at an awning is is that fabric and the quality of it.
2: And does it come with warranties or guarantees of the, that? Yes, the fabric is warranted for uh, for ten years. Uh, that even covers fade in the warranty. Uh, there's over 140 colors to uh, to choose from with Sunbrella. And uh, as far as the valances that uh, that go with the awnings, there's probably about 27 to 30 uh, colors available in that as well. Which uh, it's a nice little feature when you're getting an awning because it gives you the extra protection across the front of the awning. And, uh, and you can even get them for the sides as well, side valances. And what it does is it, you, know, you can see through it, but it blocks the sun from coming in.
0: So inside, it's a room uh, outside they they can't see through. Inside, we've got almost a window. So what are some of the considerations that we want to think about? Now, uh, you said when it's all out. So the awnings are retractable. They are. Um, and I remember way, way back the uh, the grocery store... Fellow would come out with his crank, and he'd crank out the awning in the morning, and crank it back. But uh, are they
2: all hand operated now? Well, you can still get them that way, but a lot of them are now uh, motorized, and they do come with a SOMFI motor, which has been uh, in around for over 30 years. Uh, they are the original uh, awning uh, manufacturers for the uh, for the round awning uh, uh, motors, and uh, the the motor does also come with a 10-year warranty as well, and it's, uh, it's as simple as pushing a button.
0: So when we're, if we're talking to somebody who's going to install, that, considering the motor and what type of motor it is is pretty important because there'd be a lot of load on that, wouldn't there?
2: There would. There would.
1: So, Nev, do uh, awnings protect against rain? Are different fabrics do or don't? And uh, Or do they need to be retracted in the rainfall?
2: Well, it's, uh, they are uh, water-resistant. Okay? Uh, however... Uh, being such a large span over top of a as almost a flat roof, it's uh, probably a good idea to retract it during a, a heavy rainstorm because water will pool and add to the weight, and it would be a little bit too much stress on the brackets.
0: We're running a little short on on time, so we want to jump to the the question that everybody asks: uh, How much should we budget for an awning?
2: Well, it depends. We do have uh, we do have fixed awnings, we have retractable awnings. Uh, your basic fixed awning, uh, depending on the size, budget for at least a thousand dollars for something simple like that. Now, if you're uh, looking for a full-blown retractable awning with the motor, with the legs, uh, with the wind sensors, with everything at, as part of the package, and the side awnings or the the side valances and the uh, front valance, you, you could uh, go all the way up to uh, up to ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Right? It's uh, so it's uh, quite a quite a range.
0: Now, I understand that people can have a chance to have a look at this. It just uh, coincidentally, you have an open house coming up uh, we do. this weekend. Tell yes. us a bit about that.
2: Okay, yeah, we have an open house on Saturday. It's actually our, uh, our grand opening uh, for, uh, for the awning division of Q Exteriors. We've been around for, uh, for nine years now, but the, uh, the awning division is uh, fairly new to us. We do have experienced installers and, uh, and experienced sales staff. And so the open house is at 109 Falcon Street, and it's Saturday, 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. But the great day to come out is actually Sunday, uh, Sunday morning at uh, uh, between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m., because our next-door neighbor is opening at Playdate, which is a great place for kids to go. They're going to have Bouncy Castle there and and a couple of Avenger characters and uh, barbecue going. So it should uh, should be a fun time for everybody.
0: There's a plan for Sunday. Well, uh, Nev Mutton of Q Exteriors, thanks very much for uh, Q Exteriors and Awnings. Thanks for being with us on this Saturday morning. Well, thank you for having me. And when we return on Ask BBB, it's Ashley Castleman and What to Do About Student Loans. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith. And college and university graduation is just around the corner. Students nationwide may experience difficulty focusing on their freedom post-college as they try to focus on finding a job in their field.
0: Now, for these students, the excitement of what is just around the corner can serve as a distraction from potential scams. This enthusiasm is appealing, and scammers are expert manipulators. BBB's communications manager, Ashley Castleman, has five tips to educate students when negotiating career proposals and applying for summer jobs. Welcome to Ask BBB, Ashley. Thank you. What's the first thing somebody should do when they're looking for a potential company for a job?
3: Well, the first thing you should do is breathe and congratulate yourself for finishing (laughs) your program. Um, It's nice to have that little break first. Uh, The second thing would be to do research on the company that you're looking at. Uh, Use reliable resources to find information about the employer prior to uh, applying, Mm -hmm. um, such as uh, BBB.org. Ask uh, friends if they've ever uh, heard of this company. Um, See if you can find reviews from past employees. Um, There's things like uh, ratemyemployer.com. Employment scams was our top scam in our national top 10 scams uh, this year. So you're going to want to verify that the company you're looking at is a legitimate company. So, once we know the business is real, what should we do to prepare for an interview? Uh, you're going to want to prep, uh, practice questions you might be asked during the interview. After you've researched and verified the legitimacy of the company, prepare a set of questions for the interview process. Ask a friend to help you with this. Mm -hmm. Um, Get personal and ask what the interview likes about working for the company. Uh, This is your chance to verify your research and gain extensive knowledge of each aspect of both the company and the position. A good tip is to ask about the day-to-day duties of the job. That way it shows you come as prepared as possible for that interview.
0: Now, we've gone on the interview. Uh, We now have been offered a position. So what's the next step?
3: You're going to want to steer clear of false promises. It can be difficult to spot a lie, especially when you're eager to secure a job. Uh, Watch for tactics that might uh, intimidate or sell you into the position. Uh, Some red flags to watch for are promises of an immediate promotion, uh, owning your own office, um, (laughs) high uh, requirements that threaten the opportunity altogether, um, some other things to watch for is guaranteed commission of up to thousands of dollars per month. Um, if the offer seems too good to be true, most likely it is, especially if it's for an entry-level job, you're probably not going to be making three $4,000 a month. Mm. So once we start the job, what are some of the things to keep an eye out for? Uh, You're going to want to look out uh, for when you start the new job and you uncover unmentioned factors. Uh, Maybe find the position is commission-based and without base pay, um, such as uh, I said before um, when they promise thousands of dollars salary a month, uh, when really it's no base pay and you are commissioned only. Uh, You might realize that you've been tricked into self-employment. If they don't mention these major factors, uh, they've lied by omission.
0: So what they don't say is important. I guess that's why you need to ask those questions. Well, earlier in the year on another program, we talked about some of the job scams that are out there uh, for students. What was uh, the number one scam? For students,
3: Well, um, the number one scam in Canada was an employment scam. So there's a few different uh, variations of this scam. Uh, one of the most common ones is you find a job online. It's uh, for an entry-level position or an administration position. Um, they say they're a big international uh, company. They're opening an office in your area, um, and they need you to set, set it up for them. So they'll send you a check for a few thousand dollars. They tell you to cash it. Uh, Buy the furniture, buy the office supplies, and then wire them back any of the leftover money. Meanwhile, that check bounces and you're out all that money that you spent on the furniture and equipment and um, the money that you wired to them is just gone.
0: So watch out for that for certain And Any then, other scams?
3: So. Uh, yeah. Another one is uh, an old one. It's the mystery shopper scam. Um, mm. So again, it's just um, it's a bogus check scam. And in, in the end, just like the other one, uh, you're asked to go um, uh, mystery shop uh company, whether it's um, a uh, wiring service or just somewhere at the mall. They send you a check. Uh, they ask you to cash it, and then uh wire them back so much money. Meanwhile, that check bounces. Um, Sometimes it takes months for it to bounce as well. And once you wire money, um, that money's gone, it's untraceable.
0: So that really underscores what your advice was earlier, is to check out that company, yes, know something about it, know where they are.
3: Yeah.
0: Is there anything else, Ashley, that uh, our post-grad listeners should be looking out for?
3: Unfortunately, finishing school also means it's time back to pay those uh, student loans that have accumulated over the past few years, Uh, you're going to want to avoid student debt scams. Although the college diploma serves as an end-all symbol, most students aren't able to escape the debt uh, from student loans that have racked up over the years. Uh, In Canada, student debt has peaked at over $25 billion uh, nationwide. With student debt on the rise, debt relief scams are in full effect. Um, With an eagerness to free yourself from that debt, Uh, Don't allow the promises of student-directed debt scammers to add to your plate. You don't want to add to your already huge debt uh, by being scammed and tricked out of your hard money. So check with us at bbb.org or give us a call at 519-673-3222.
0: So to our future graduates, BBB congratulates you on your success and the success to come. BBB encourages you to utilize our search tools at bbb.org, as mentioned, and that's when you're tracking a reliable place to work. We look forward to your contributions to the trustworthy businesses that are part of BBB. When we come back, Ashley will expand on student debt scams and how to avoid them. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swine.
1: I'm Linda Smith. Paying off student loans can be very stressful and confusing. What's the difference between a direct loan and an alternative or institutional loan? Should you hire someone to help you deal with your debt? We have Ashley Castleman, BBB's communications manager, to give us tips on student debts and how to avoid scams when paying them off.
0: So welcome again, Ashley. Uh, Many young people are struggling to pay off their student loans, as we mentioned in the last segment. So what's the first thing that they should be aware of?
3: Uh, Well, the first thing is you should always do your research uh, or you can end up with more loans than than when you started. If you're looking at a debt relief company, uh, like we talked about in the last uh, segment, avoid companies that use high pressure sales tactics or ask you for upfront fees, especially if you're not dealing with the company in person. A lot of companies are online only, so you don't know who you're dealing with. Uh, It's also illegal for debt relief companies uh, in Ontario to charge a fee until you begin making payments to their creditors. So that's a very good uh, tip to keep in mind for companies that are pressuring you. So how do we know if they might be a scam? Uh, Some clues that a company might be a scam are they make promises of immediate loan forgiveness or debt cancellation Uh, They claim to have a special connection with uh, federal or provincial student loan programs. They ask you to sign a third-party authorization or power of of attorney. Uh, Mm. They request your uh, national student loans login information. Honest companies will never use your own login information to access your student loan um, information, whether it's from a bank or from the National Student Loan Service Center.
0: Okay. Now, um, we know that there are government loans out there mm-hmm. and private loans. So what's, what's the difference between the government loan and the private loan, Ashley?
3: Uh, well, federal and provincial student loans are made or guaranteed by the National Student Loan Service Center or uh, some people might uh, call it uh, OSAP. Um, any other student loan is considered a private uh, loan. Uh, they can be made by a bank, credit union, uh, student loan agency, uh, or even sometimes parents. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they might also be called art- alternative or institutional loans. Uh, government loans also have deferred payment options where a bank or a private lender might not have that. As soon as you finish school, you you have to pay them back right, right away. So what should we do if we're having trouble keeping up with our payments? Well, a lot of the times when uh, students graduate, they might not have a job right away or a job where they can afford to um, pay for rent and their student loans. Um, So if you're having problems with uh, your payments, the best thing to do is to contact your loan service directly, whether it's um, your bank or the National Student Loan Service Centre. If you're struggling to keep up with the payments or just simply can't make the payments on time, work with your uh, loan service directly the National Student Loan Service Centers do have a few different options that can uh, work with help making uh, you manage your payments.
0: Okay, so what are some of the options then for that?
3: Uh, well, with um, OSAP uh, or some, some banks, you can acquire a deferment. Uh, during a deferment, you don't need to make payments and depending on what type of loan you have, um, the federal gover- government may also pay the interest on your loan during this time. So what do you do if you don't qualify for a deferment? If you don't qualify for a deferment, uh, you may still qualify for repayment assistance. Um, if you have a government loans with the National Student Loan Service Centre, they have the repayment assistance program. You may qualify lo- for lower payments or no payments. Uh, there's different levels to this program as well. Um, so th- there's very a lot of different options if you go onto their website uh, to look into it. Also note, if you don't pay the interest on your loan during um, the deferment, it may add to the principal uh, balance. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, so the amount you pay in the future may be higher.
0: So you eventually will have to pay off that uh, that legitimate debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what should we do to hire a legitimate debt relief company?
3: If you're thinking of hiring a debt relief company, um know your rights. Um, The Ontario government um, does have legislation that um, governs them. So know what they're able to do and what they're not able to do. Um, See our tips on hiring debt relief companies for more information. um, Check out BBB.org for uh, the full information.
0: And of course, uh, you want to check out that company too. Yes. Ashley, thanks once again for these valuable tips and for information And, of course, we know that you can always go and ask BBB at BBB.org. Ashley Cashman is our communications manager and uh, appears on the program on a weekly basis. And remember, you can always ask BBB. Just visit the website BBB.org.
1: Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT.
0: Now, if you have a question or a guest suggestion, uh, we'd like you to tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And Ashley, thanks once again for being with us.
3: Thank you for Uh, having me.
0: Ashley is our program producer, as well as BBB Western Ontario's communications manager. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Remember, whatever you're thinking about when it comes to doing business, ask BBB.
1: And start with trust.